everybody. Good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And I got to tell you, I got a dude on today that I literally just met face to face on Skype for the first time. We're friends on Facebook, but it was suggested to me that I have this dude on my show. So I'm going to bring him in here in a minute. His name is Troy Smith. He's the he's a he's the guy's a banker does mortgage loan origination. He's a he's a, an entrepreneur, an author. He's a sales coach and speaker and does all kinds of, of cool stuff from what I can tell. So I want to go ahead and, and apologize. Number one, we had some technical difficulties, so we're running a few minutes behind. So um, please forgive us for that. But I want to go ahead and bring Mr. Troy Smith on the show. Troy, welcome to the show. We got some hand claps or something. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Screaming crowd. Yes. How so, you doing, kid? Thank you for having me on today, dude. I'm I'm glad you're here. So so you know this show is um, you know I I, uh, I I grew up in a very very poor family and and I've hit many many walls in my life and and you know so I, I was thinking about this back. I don't even know, back in March or April, and I, I thought, you know, I want to do a show where I interview celebrities and entrepreneurs and, and you know, talk to them about the, the difficulties they've faced in life and how they got through it, how they got over the hump, got, got past, you know, what was holding them back. So um, that's what this show is all about, Breakthrough Walls. So let's start off with talking about um, where you were born and raised. Well, good. Well, you know what? I'm glad I'm on the show because the the, stereo, the stereotypical thing is say you were poor, Ken. You were <laughs> poor. You're not supposed to be poor, right? Why? But uh, my name is Troy Smith. I'm from an organization called Most Moto, which stands for Mindset of Successful Thinking. Moto is short for motivation. I'm a true believer in uh, that. People, I truly believe that people have the unalienable right to be successful in life if they just change the way that they think. They just change the way that they actually process things. And uh, and you can be successful, but now success is all relative to the person. So it all depends on exactly what success means to you. Like you mentioned that you grew up in a poor uh, family, a poor situation. But like myself, I'm from the inner city. You know, my whole life I've been born in a project in Knoxville, Tennessee. So we laughed about that in the beginning. Like there's projects in the Na and oh no, Knoxville, not Nashville. Yeah. Knoxville. There's projects in Nash Knoxville. Yes, they are. And uh, a lot of people can definitely attest to that and say, hey. I knew him. I see him. I see him grow. So, you know, uh, but we didn't know we were poor. We didn't know we had less than because everyone around us was the same. So. Right. But uh, I, I'm, I'm very familiar with breaking through walls. That's for sure. Literally and figuratively for sure. Nice, dude. So so you you grew up, you were um, you, you went to school in Knoxville, Tennessee. I went. Now, I went to, so this one, I was born in Knoxville, oh. went to school in Nashville, Tennessee, oh. in regard to Tennessee State University. No, 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 I'm talking man. about grade school, elementary oh, yeah. school, all oh, that, yeah. high yeah. school and all that. So, right. so you, you, but you ended up, you ended up in, um, in Nashville going to college in Nashville? Yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. So how, how does a guy come out of the projects and, and end up in college? It's all about a mindset thing, truthfully. Ah, okay. All about how you so how'd you get that mindset, though, man? Because a lot of people are born in the projects and stay in the projects. 
Yeah, they do. And, 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 you know, before you do stay there physically, you go there and stay there mentally. So right. I grew up in a single family household. My mother only had a ninth grade education, man. She only she went to school. She had me at 15 years old, dropped out in the ninth grade and she had to raise a family. Wow. So um, so that she instilled that from the beginning in me and my brothers. It was three of us, Reggie and Marcus. And she instilled that in, in us very young to say, hey, since I didn't have it, education would be the key. So she always told us about, hey, you need to go to school. You need to go to school, even though she may not have known exactly what's the importance behind it. She just knew that she didn't do it. So it had to be something there great. Right. So that's what I did. So I wanted to make sure I made my mama proud, man. So she watching this now and I'm I'm trying to make sure I sit up straight because she'll get on me about sitting like this. And so, (laughs) you know, I was trying my best to make sure even now as a grown man, I still have to listen to what my mom had to say. So (laughs) that's how we have to. That's how I got to Nashville to go to school, because I just always knew it's something greater than being here. It's something so, greater about being in the private so. But but as a, as a kid, I mean, and it sounds like your mother did one heck of a great job raising you. Um, but you know, as a kid, I mean, I didn't grow up in the projects in inner city. I grew up in a tiny little town that was nothing but projects. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, kid, it. I'm kidding. It was. It, it, it was. It wasn't. But but it, it was. You know, still we were in a in a in a pretty poor household and so you know like i know people that are still there that are Mm -hmm. still in that little little town and still you know smoking weed and doing all the the nonsense like and i i look i did that when i was a kid i was getting in all kinds of trouble did you run it did you do that did you get into trouble when you were a kid you know what i I tried i literally tried (laughs) but you know it's by the grace of God that I actually, you know, his his hand has been on me my whole life because I tried to steal, Ken. I tried to steal, but I always got caught. I tried to lie, but I always got caught. I Uh, I tried to start food fights in school. I always got caught. So I think I was learning very easily, like, hey, you just don't have the life, the the mentality to be a criminal. So I grew up around it. My family members, my whole family either I mean, at one time, I was either on drugs or selling drugs. That's how it goes. I mean, I got people to this day. I mean, I got, I mean, it's, it's just there. It's around me, but you got to actually want to change the way that you do things. My mother made sure, I mean, she made sure that we didn't stay around certain areas and certain places because of that. So did you, but like, okay, so, so your, what about your, um, your, your, your brothers? They, they, they come out on top. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to blow your mind right here, Ken. I'm going to blow this thing. I'm going to blow, break through the wall right here. So <laughs> yeah. I, so, so we got a side. I got my mother's side and my daddy's side. Okay. Uh-huh. So my mother had three kids. She actually had four. And my baby brother Jordan was, uh, was stillborn. So she had four kids. But my father had 17 kids. Come on, man. So when, so when you say, and then it what? depends on which it depends on what auntie you talk to. They may say he got 22 kids. Oh, so come on, man. I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Dude, so, so when you say, did your brothers? Yes. I mean, on my mom's side, you know, we she did what she had to do. On my dad's side, they, we, we, we're still working on that, but they're doing a great job. You know, <laughs> people are trying to do what they need to do. So I'm trying to be an example like, to multitudes. That's, that's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So wow. my brother. Yeah, it's my brother. I got my brother Reggie. Uh, Reggie, he's a, a master barber and also a fitness coach. This guy lost over like almost 200 pounds. Wow. You know, uh, my younger brother Marcus is a, is a tech guy. He's in technical stuff. 
And then uh, I got plenty of entrepreneurs. See, my dad, believe it or not, was an entrepreneur. Well, my mother's an entrepreneur. My mom, believe it, and she probably get mad at this, but she sold drugs at one time. And she, she, she's on here, by the way. She just made a comment. So, yeah, so look, so you're in trouble now. My mom, my mom, she did what she had to do to survive, man. My mom used to sell hot plates. See, if you're from the hood, you know what hot plates are. You know, you got the icy lady. But one time my mom was an icy lady. She sold candy. She sold food. At times she had to do what she had to do, sell a little drugs here and there. She found that she wasn't good for that. So, yeah, right, right. You know, but you know, hey, entrepreneurship runs in my family, and my my father has entrepreneur spirit as well. But uh, you know, he never got to get things off the ground. But you know, a lot of circumstances, decision that you make, unfortunately, yeah. can affect. You, so yeah, so 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 you grew up in the projects, man. Which yeah. is which, like you know, there, there's not a whole lot of people out there. Uh, I'm I'm friends with um, Johnny Wimbry. I don't know if you saw my interview with Johnny, but he he wrote a book called From the Hood to Doing Good, <laughs> and and he's uh huh. Like, I'm gonna check that out. Me and Johnny may need to connect. Yeah, Johnny's Johnny. So, so Johnny's good peep. So, but you know, so you, you you grew up in the projects, and 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 statistically, if we go, if we <laughs> she's. <laughs> Your mom just said, "Oh my, he done did it now." <laughs> oh, dude, you're in but trouble. But hey, kid, I truly believe that everyone has a story, and everyone is a part of the photo. And that's the good thing about you—you you had a story. But when you put that picture up of your landscape of your house with the five acres, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That shows where you came from, and then where you are now, where you're going. So yeah. I truly believe that everyone has a story. And that's what people buy into first is yeah. your story before they buy into your product. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, dude, look, I, I'm a high school dropout, man. I didn't go to college. I've had a lot of college graduates work for me, although over the years. Hey, hey, look, I got to give a shout out to my boy, James Springer. I love James. James. This, hey, James gave me this this thing. We was talking on the phone. We talk a lot on the phone. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He said, hey, Troy, you know what? The A students teach the B students to work for the C students. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I, I felt pretty good about myself. I, well, I was a C student, but yeah. I chose to be there, which wasn't good. But oftentimes, the A student worked for the B student to make the, the you know, work. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's right, man. But so, so you know, I, I think that, and and by the way, I've been the only white boy at a at a house party in the projects in Dayton, really? Ohio. For real, look at that. You the talking white guy. Uh, you, know you, it, you know it. You know it. Yeah, I about got. I, got believe me, I've been the token black guy in a lot of situations. So hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so so look, so you 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 grew up in the projects. You you and statistically, you are not supposed to be out of the projects. Right. Statistically, you're supposed to be in jail. Statistically, yes. you're supposed to have a super long rap sheet and, and yes. not go to college and not be a banker and not do all the stuff you've done. So tell me, tell me, what was it? What was it as a kid that was it? Was it, is it all your mom? Hey, you know what? I got to give her credit for sure. But you know what? As a kid, I truthfully believe it's just something that's been in me from day one. My mother would tell you. My mentality has always been bigger and greater than the now. You know, I've always been about what's next. I remember at three years old and my mother get on me about how you remember when you were three. I'm very selective <laughs> in what I remember. Right. But I was three years old 
on my tricycle with my Michael Jackson zipper jacket on, right? <laughs> and I was like, I, and I was sitting there thinking, like, I guess this is it. There's got to be something bigger. I'm three. What am I doing talking about this has got to be something bigger than this? Wow. But I, I grew up fast. I mean, my mom had me when she was 15, so I had to always think ahead of, ahead of the time, ahead of the game, you know, so. Uh, but then the mentality has always been there to be greater, man. I've always wanted to be a great, valuable person. Well, yeah, I, I can tell you. Are. Your mom, your mom just said the hey, mom. Hey, tell her to quick comment and get off the goddamn she, thing, man. She says, she says the mom, the Lord, and the stick. Oh yeah, yeah the stick. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you, yeah. I don't got whooping with a couple of different things. You probably should get a whooping with because right. I was. She right. didn't know what she know what to do, you know. We, you know, right, she right. know what to do, man. But right. like, like you said, me being from my background, I shouldn't have a book I've written. Yeah, right. I shouldn't have a book. I right. shouldn't be an entrepreneur. I shouldn't have any dreams about being out of that box. I should be confined to my mentality, the people I'm surrounded myself with when I was younger. But I've always thought differently. Always, I tried stealing, Ken. Yeah, I tried stealing. <laughs> I tried to do a whole lot of stuff, and I couldn't do it right. I, no. I'm with you, man. I know. Hey, hey, as soon as I walked out the door, an arm was on my shoulder. Say, hey, I said, ah. So I just stopped. Ah, I just stopped I forgot to, uh, man, I forgot to pay for this. My bad. <laughs> my right? bad. So, 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 uh, James says uh, I started out as Troy's token white guy. <laughs> exactly. He did. He, he did. He, he did. I mean, cause uh, it's interesting, man. It just I'm all about time and relationships, and anyone that knows me, I always talk. Know that I talk about the two important currencies to me, which are time and relationships. Times you got to time you got to invest wisely. Yeah. Relationships get you places that money can't buy. Amen. And by me being from where I'm from, from me meeting billionaires, I, I thought one thing well, meeting a millionaire was great. But to when I met my first billionaire, <laughs> I, I I had so many questions. Do your do your poop stink? I mean, do you uh, do you, <laughs> right. is there anything you do that's different? No, they just had a different mentality, you that's know, it. and their mentality has always been doing something better and greater. That dude, so. that is totally it. I I love it. So, so you, you ended up in Nashville, which by the yep. way is one of my favorite cities. I, I about uh, six years ago took my wife and my mother-in-law and my little girls down and stayed at the Opryland hotel which is just an amazing, amazing place. But so you ended up in Nashville. You went to college. What what college you go to? Tennessee State University. Okay. Yeah, um, I went there and got my undergrad and master's from there. Dude. So that's another thing. You got your master's. What are you doing getting a master's degree, right? I, posted, I was supposed to stop a long time ago. Wow. That's dude. incredible. What's your degree in? Well, my undergrad is in speech communication and my master's is in education. So that's a whole nother story in itself. I mean, look, Ken, at one time I didn't think I needed to tell my story because I was always used to someone, you, you're black or oh, you're from the hood. Tell me something new, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you're black from the hood, blah, blah, blah. But I said, but Troy, your story, I'm talking to myself now, Troy, your story is what make you who you are. And that's why I've been able to get places or be able to go places because of my story. And uh, that's one thing you can't take back is your story. Wow, man! Wow. So, so, and I look. I love. I I love this man because I you know again I I I I didn't grow up in the hood at all. In fact, like my childhood, we we didn't have like it was a all white all white area that mm -hmm. I grew up in. Like I, I I'd never even experienced meeting a black person until I was in yeah. my teens, right? So. 
So I did I didn't know, but like you know, and and I'm sure there weren't many white folk in 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 the area. Depend on, and depend on depend on what projects you were in. Now, if you were in <laughs> if you were in Montgomery Village in Vestal, yeah. then they had plenty of uh, plenty of others. They had white, Asian, anything. <laughs> but depend on where you were. So but, depend but that, on what project my, you were. In. My my whole thing with you though is you you here you end up with a master's degree, man, and and yeah. and. That's against against all all odds. Yeah, and so after I've never been to a kid, I've never been to jail. Wow! Only time I've ever been inside of a jail is when I go speak at the detention center here in Nashville. Wow! My first time going into a jail area. Now I I visit cousins and relatives in jail. Right. But where I actually go to like the pod? Yeah. That's a whole different mentality. Yeah. Man, it's crazy. I don't know if you ever been. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, yeah. I used to drink a lot, so we wouldn't okay. go there. I don't drink I, anymore. No judgment. No judgment. You know so, what? You know my first time I ever drunk any beer. When I was four. Four. Yeah. So, Dang. so I had my first taste of beer at it was either three or four. I had my first taste of beer at four, and at that time I said I don't like it. I was four. Wow. Wow. So I had to start learning some stuff quick and I, yeah. and I made some decisions a long time ago. So. Well, so, so you, you, you graduate, you get your master's degree and, and along the way, I mean, growing up as a teenager, did you, did you have jobs? Did you work at all? Of course. Did yeah. You? So I worked, my first job I was 14. Okay. Like on paper. Yeah. But yeah. I've always had a work ethic because I worked cutting grass when I was younger. But look, I've always been an entrepreneur. I had my first, I've I, I had companies I started when I was younger. I had okay. my first rap label and I was 15 years old. So, wow. you know, I had, I, so I had my, I was selling, I had my first entrepreneur experience in middle school when I was selling videos I only be selling. When you were what now? Say, so sorry, I was in middle the, school. The internet had a little hiccup. Yeah, I was in, I was in, I was, my first business I ever owned was in middle school. Okay. I had my own, own I had my own video. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I had my own video uh, company. I was dubbing tapes and wow. selling them at my locker. Wow. Nice, but look, there were videos that teenagers shouldn't be selling. Let's put it that way. Oh, Lord have yeah. mercy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Lord have mercy is right. Lord have mercy. I yeah. Tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've always worked. So, so after, but like, and you worked during college and all of that. Yeah. I did. So so my biggest thing, though, I was in ministry in college. I did a lot of campus ministry. Uh, I was what they call a campus missionary. So I was going out and planting churches and stuff like that. So when I got to college, Ken, before I went to college, let me, let me tell you, my first experience. Uh, I mean, I had a child scare at 15 years old. Like I was had I, like, I thought I was going to have a kid at 15 myself. Oh, my. So. I was like, you know, I, I got to do something different in my life. Yeah. So I always had a, a open attitude to spiritualness, right? Yep, yep. So I got to college, but my mentality was not going into ministry when I got to college. I wanted to make sure I slept with as many women I could in, when I was going to college, right? Because <laughs> they had a ratio of 25 to 1. Wow. I'm gonna just be honest with you. And when I got to college, week three, I got into church. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't planned. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it just happened. Uh, one guy used to always come to our dorm and try to preach to us and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's good. But me being a talkative person yeah. and talking too much 
end up getting myself into a conversation with someone that changed my life forever. Wow. Yeah. So I went out. So from my freshman year in college, I started doing ministry stuff and ministry work. So that's what I was known for in school. I was called Pastor Troy. And wow. I'm always doing a lot of ministry work stuff, man. So I really um, I played football for my first two years and I found out I wasn't going to the NFL. I found out there was a lot of people better than me. My first experience in life sitting on the bench was in college. I sat on the bench. I was literally guarding the water cooler and everything else. So I experienced that. So in college, I, I done that and went to school at Tennessee State. And that's what I did. I did a lot of ministry stuff. So Wow. Okay. Your mom just said, Lord, my baby going to get me locked up with the stories you could tell folks. <laughs> but either way, she'll be all right. She'll be all right. She'll be all right. So, yeah. so, so. So you you uh, man you you did you, you did a lot all the way yes, up to, like all the time. did you ever work at like McDonald's? So in high school I worked at Burger King. Okay. I worked right. at, I worked at Burger King, Miss Winters, okay. Great American Buffet. Uh huh. <laughs> and uh and then I was a spokesman for the Boys and Girls Club Teen Center in Knoxville. So wow man. Yeah. Dude, so you've been like you've been hustling. My whole life. You like you like Rick Ross and yeah, all in, day, every in, day, in like real life. In real life, I yeah. mean, because you know, I, the, James yeah. Springer don't know nothing about that, does he? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So you know, I, but I've always, Ken, I've always wanted to be an inspiration to people. Uh, every time, no matter what I've did, I always gone back. I remember my aunt telling me a long time ago. Uh, my aunt Pat, who's passed away, used to always say, Troy. You're going to be a pastor or something like that, right? I'm like, why is that? I'm like, whatever. But I think in regards to, cause I don't believe I'll be called to the traditional spiritual sense in the brick and mortar of ministry. Yeah. I just believe that my ministry is just my story and uh, me actually going out and evangelizing and just being able to show people, just encourage folks, inspire people to be better. So um, that's how. So when I think she was talking about being a minister, I think she was talking about it in regards to just being myself. Yeah. There's been a lot of people's lives to be transformed and changed because you're just being you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So you didn't want to turn it into a sermon on you. I apologize. Did did you did you after after you got your master's degree? And by the way, anybody who shared this out, thank you. Troy's going to send you ten dollars. So there you uh, go. <laughs> I think you know what you know what whoever shared it, I send them a book. So I'll oh copy snap! That's wow. what I will do. Dang, Don't even I worry about shipping the handle. I'll send it to you. I can't share. That's not fair. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, so you, you like, dude, I want to go back to the master's degree. So you, okay, okay so you got your undergrad and mm -hmm. then you stayed there and said, I'm just going to go all in and get, get another, another degree on top of this. Right. So, so yeah. okay. So did you at any point, like, or after you got out, did you, what did you do? Like, did you go get a job or did you start, I mean, what did you do? Did you start a bank? What, what'd you do? So the only reason, the only reason I got a master's degree in education, because I've been a lifelong student. So I didn't know what else to do. So when I got out of undergrad, I was afraid about what to do next, mm. right? Which a lot of college students are, they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, I'm going to guess I'm going to give me an MBA so I can go into business because I thought I needed that. Mm -hmm. And I but I had so many prerequisites I had to take. It just wasn't going to happen. So wow. someone in the grad grad school was like, hey, Troy, have you ever thought about going into education? I'm like, no. Educators, <laughs> don't make any, educators don't make any money. She said, but Troy, you know, you're a big black guy. 
<laughs> black Miller, they said we need black men in the classroom and your personality, you'll be a great coach and they will grow and navigate, you know, they'll grow to you. Well, I was like, well, uh, let me just try it out and see. So I actually got accepted into grad school and uh, in education. <laughs> so that's what happened. So I said, well, you know, I guess I'll go be an educator. But then oh, when I got Lord. out of school and found out that educators don't really make anything for real in real life, it's really a calling to be an educator. It really said, is, well, man. It, I, I said, I need to do something else. So I was talking to my roommate. He said, why don't you go into banking? I said, you know what? Let me try it. And that's what happened. I just went into banking. And my, so what happened, I got engaged to my, my wife. Well, we got engaged in 08. I said, well, hey, I need a job. I'm graduating grad school and I need a job. Yeah. So I, you know, we moved to Memphis because that's where she's from. Okay. And uh, I went to Memphis with a handbag, a Kroger, my Kroger bag. My duffel bag was a Kroger bag. I had my clothes in a Kroger bag and said, I'm moving in and I need a job. So I called a friend of mine and who got me a job at Wells Fargo Financial. And it was, I've been in banking ever since. So you went, you moved to Memphis? Yeah, I moved to Memphis because I got married to my wife who never lived in Nashville. That's a whole nother story in itself. Where where do you live now? I live in Nashville now. Oh, okay. You got her out of Memphis? So this is the story. I went to, I'm from Knoxville, went to school in Nashville to go to school. Yeah. Met my wife on a blind date who from a friend of ours hooked us up. Yeah. She lived in Memphis. Uh-huh. So we dated for a year and 10 months. And she, she, you know, she had a house already. So I said, let's move to Memphis then. Okay. And I was living with roommates. Wow. So I moved to Memphis, moved in with her. And we uh, uh, started our family doing what we need to do. And wow. she said, I always want to live in Nashville. And I said, well, you know what? Give me two years and I'll get you to Nashville. A year and 10 months, we were in Nashville. No kidding. Wow. So that's what I know it's back. It's it's a big one. It's a big gap. So, but you, so you, you ended up back in Nashville. Congratulations. Again, it's one of my favorite cities. I love that city, man. Matter of fact, I, I, I was downtown. There's a bar down in downtown Nashville. It's like seven stories. Well, it's like every level has a different theme. Like one's a country bar. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm down in the bottom playing pool, and um, uh, former quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, uh, Steve McNair, walks mm-hmm. in, and 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 he slaps fifty dollars down on the table that I was running, and and I, I beat Steve McNair in a game of pool and took his fifty dollars. <laughs> look at that! Look, yeah. so look, crazy story, crazy story about me meeting Steve McNair. So while I was in college, I sold shoes at. Um, Athlete's foot. Uh-huh. And uh he came into Athlete's Foot and everybody was like, Oh, big time, showtime in the house. I'm like, who is showtime? And they said, We got somebody big time in the house. I looked at him because you know in football they don't you don't they don't look like they do right. in real life. He wasn't that so big of a I, dude. Yeah, so when I seen him, I mean he's small, he yeah. was strong. I'm like and I in the me being myself, I walked over to him and said, Who are you? <laughs> they said, I'm Steve McNair. I said, yeah, right. You're not no Steve McNair. Right. Steve McNair is much bigger than you. I mean, I'm literally telling this guy he's not. <laughs> and uh, and then he, and he started showing me some stuff. Oh, my bad. I'm so sorry. Hey, right. <laughs> I apologize. You know, so it happened. He yeah. did. Hey, so when, that's how. That's my crazy story. When I when I met him, he had number 99 with him, which was one of his offensive linemen, and uh-huh. biggest brother I've ever met in my life, dude. This guy was right. like. 12 feet tall, 7,000 pounds. I was like, I'm serious, man. I was like, this dude is got you scared, like huh? looking up at him like, yeah, like, but yeah, but, yeah. but you know, I so, watch you, you got, 
You got to watch who you talk to nowadays. That's right, man. So, so, so you ended up back in Nashville. You're married at this point and you're working as a banker. Are you still, are you still a banker? Yeah. So I worked, uh, I'm I'm a mortgage loan originator now. So this is crazy. This is another thing that probably blow your mind. So I worked as, you know, from every little position besides a teller in a bank. Wow. Got up to the vice president level. Whoa. And, and, you know, so I had a vice president title. So I told my mama, you know, hey, mama, I'm a vice president. I'm a VP now. But and so that was one of the most encouraging things, you know, to come from where you're from to be a vice president of the bank is huge. So, yeah. um, but, you know, what was crazy is that I was sitting in front of my computer. So I did private banking investments. Right. Right. That's where I got to doing and uh, I was sitting in front of my computer. My wife had just had our second child, our daughter. And I was like, you know what? This is not it. I, I just don't feel fulfilled. I couldn't go where I needed to go. I needed My wife needed me at the time. So I said, I got to do something different. I need to start doing something that fulfills me. But then I can also do things with my family whenever I need it to. Right. right. And uh, that's why I got into mortgages. It's more of a, you know, it's a strain, you know, uh, it's, it's full commission. Yeah. And but you know what? In sales, that's one of the most profitable things you can do in life is being sales. So and that's when I started moving forward into doing most moto, my own personal branding and some other things. I've had companies in the past. I've sold companies, bought them, lost them, everything. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, I started started noticing I want to be more fulfilled in what I do. And so I started thinking about, Ken, what exactly what does success mean to me? Right. Because success at one time meant to me the money, the car and the house and everything else. Right. And then I started seeing the success means to me is that actually being able to do what I want to do when I want to, how I want to. Right. And uh, that don't mean if you have more money or not, but just build my family, taking care of my family and inspiring people and doing things I actually love to do is a success to me. I love so, it, man. I love it. So you you got into you, you when did you write your book? I wrote my book and uh, it came out this year. I wrote it last year, but it came out in January. Okay. So we have almost a thousand copies of that book out, you know, self-published. I almost have a thousand copies out in the world. Good so. for you, man. Good for you. So, so you you've been out there. You've man, you've done a you've done a lot lot of stuff, man. I, my my mm-hmm. mind's racing right now. So, so you you became a VP. You said at Wells Fargo. No, so I worked at, well, the VP was at, my last place was SunTrust. That's I where I was you. vice president, yeah. yeah. So, but when it, when you go to different places, uh, you know those bankers, they move around a lot. So, uh, yeah. uh, you lose the title and stuff at times, but hey, I started learning, an old manager of mine told me a long time ago, it doesn't matter about the title as long as you can pay me. So, yeah, I started right. to take care of some things. Right. But, uh, so now, what I do now, Ken, I do my mortgages. That's my main thing. It's bread and butter. Yeah. But I do a lot of speaking now because of the fact of wanting to spread the idea of the mindset of being successful. Right. You know, so I've actually gone. I do a lot of speaking now. I spoke. I've done a lot of speaking this year because I made a commitment to actually saying I'm going to start walking to what my gift is, which is speaking and inspiring people. So I started I made that commitment. And at that point, things just start opening up. As yeah. you know, commitment, if you commit to something, the doors just start opening. Right. So I went to go. I've spoken all over Nashville and I've actually spoken a little bit out, out of town here and there. But hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you this. I, yeah. I, I want to back up. I don't want to zoom back past up. that point. You just said when you com- say that again, when you commit to something. Yeah. When you commit to it, then that's when doors start to open. Right. 
I literally just had this conversation with somebody right before right before we got on and and I said you have to make a decision to commit you have to decide is this yeah. what I want to do and if it is then you have to commit that you want to dominate that industry right I hear you Grant Cardone go ahead you want to dominate come on man Grant Grant's my buddy, man. Yeah, I, I got his. Yeah. I got his don't bracelet. Kill it. That's right. Don't be a. That's don't, right. be, don't be that, man. So, <laughs> like, you know that that's that's the thing is like, it's it's all about committing. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't want you to zoom past that. Like you made. Oh well, let's. So let me get, let me bring it out some more. So I got a formula that I call Max, like Max, like Big Max. Yeah. But it's M is so it's motivation. Plus application, plus commitment equals success. Boom. So you can be motivated all you want, which I'm all about motivation. But then there's a point where you got to apply it. So application comes in play. Yep. But then after all that is done, you got to commit. Yep. And only only at that time we have all three of those components together. That's when you're going to be successful. Yeah. So uh, and then success. So like Errol Nightingale says, everyone's self-made, but only successful willing to admit it. That's right. right. You don't want to admit that you're bummed because you decided to be a bum. You know, you're in, you insecure because you decided to be insecure. That's you know, right. that's the, you're all self-made, but only successful willing to commit it. Yeah. I've had some successful customers that have cussed me out and say, I'm self-made. <laughs> yeah. Because they decided to do that. They decided to make the money that they have. So you can't tell someone that's committed that they're not supposed to be there. Wow. That's what happens. So if you commit to something, doors start to open. Let's look. I met my wife based off a commitment, meaning to myself. Yeah. So I was sitting on the I was sitting on the phone talking to my friend, and I remember I said when I was 23, I said, "Look, this year going to my 23rd birthday, I'm gonna commit to not worrying about who I'm gonna marry and who I'm gonna be with. I'm just gonna just do what I need to do, put my head down and do what I need to do." And at that point, I met my wife. Right. I mean, um, it's, it's crazy. Whenever you commit to doing it, all of a sudden. That's it. Just think man. about it. When you when you stop worrying about something, when you commit to not worrying, yeah, I'm not going to worry about this situation no more. As soon as you stop, the opportunities start to come. That's it. Yeah, I, I Jesus take the wheel, right? That's it. <laughs> that's that's how he's it. He just said, "Hey, give me the wheel. I'll take it from here. Whenever you're ready." That's it, man. You yeah. gotta, you got. I, I there's a there's an amazing book. It's all about kinesiology, which is you know muscle testing. It's called power versus force. And, you know, one of the things that they say in there is, is, you know, that, that the, um, once you, once you let go, like surrender, letting go is far more power. Like anytime you try to push too hard on something, you, you, you automatically create resistance. So by letting go, it's actually more powerful. So I, I totally I agree with everything you're saying. So so you let, let's go to so you end up back in Nashville. Um, how old are y'all at that point? Well, so I was 20. I'm 35 now. So, OK, OK. Uh, so I've been here since 2010. So, yeah. OK, do that now. <laughs> yeah okay, I need okay. To you know, even on my bank i need a calculator so yeah I so you were 28 28 27 28 so so 27 28 years old you moved back to nashville and and you you're working in as a banker right yeah now uh, is that ever going to stop you think 
at some time, you know, I learned, you know, this was crazy. So I got my undergrad. I mean, I got my master's in education and I said, what am I ever going to use this master's for? Right. What? It's not gonna, but look, I'm a, I'm a true believer that all things count. All the small things count. Yep. So and now all I have my master's in education. Now I'm on the board of a, of a school. Those things play now because I've had that experience and I got that credential. So, uh, so banking will probably always be there because I can always inspire and help people about banking and finance. Yeah. So I don't think it'll leave. Yeah. 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 But in regards to full timing, I mean, probably not. I probably won't be doing it full time forever because I plan on doing building the brand of Troy Smith and whatever I'm doing. Now, do you go to an office every day or do you work from home? How do you do it? I so I work from home, but I cover like ten different. I mean, not ten, about five different branches. Oh, so wow. I work anywhere I want. Wow. Yeah. So hey, if you're in Nashville or anywhere in the southeast region and need a mortgage, give me a call. <laughs> I take care of you. I take care of it. Don't worry about it. You just call me directly. Inbox me. Let's do it. Yeah. And if you do it with him, hit me up too so I can get my referral commission from him. There you go. Ain't hear me say that, but I got you. Yeah. So what'd you say? <laughs> you ain't allowed to say that. <laughs> we're just kidding. We're Whoever cool. regulates. Yeah, we're just kidding. Industry. We're just kidding. Just just let me know. Yeah. So so um so like What's so you've got this book? Hold your book up again, man. Yeah, the mindset of successful thinking. What, okay, so I, I, you know, I'm a best-selling author, and 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 I, I wrote my book last year. I published it last year, um, and I took I took a page right out of out of Grant Cardone's story. Um, you know, Grant wrote Seller Be Sold. He wrote that in three hours, literally. That's his first book, and 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 I remember. When I had the epiphany at 48 years old that are 49, whatever, I need to write a book. Um, I literally committed. All right, I, if Grant can do one in three hours, then I can do one in a week for sure. Yeah. So I did, yeah. and I wrote it. I banged it out in one week, and 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 you know, I, again, I made the commitment. I made the decision. I made the decision first. I committed to it, and I did it. And and so you know. What inspired you? What was the moment? Because it's a moment for anybody yeah. that hasn't written a book. I promise you, anybody that has written a book can say, "Oh yeah, I remember. I, I made this decision because I blah blah blah." What was the moment for you that you were like, "I got to write a book"? So I thought about writing a book back in '08, right? But it was just a thought. Yep. And I never committed to writing, but I always said, I want to talk about the mindset of successful thinking. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's always been stewing. Yeah. So, but I started realizing what success means is totally different to everyone else. That's why. That's what happened. Uh, so I sat there one day and just said, man, I need to get this thing out. And, uh, and the longer I kept talking about it, I mean, I was telling someone about writing a book in 08, like I said, in years I kept talking about it. So I got to 2000 and, uh, four, 2014, I believe. I was sitting down with one of my clients who's actually the author, Rob Simbeck, who's actually a um, ghostwriter for a lot of big name people. Eddie George to uh, Cal, Cal Turner from Dollar General. Uh -huh. um, and, and he was sitting down talking to me. He said, everyone has a story to tell. And I was like, you're right. I've been thinking about writing a book for a while. He said, why you haven't written it? And at that point, I just said, I'm going to put it out. Yeah. But this was funny. So I started writing. He started coaching me. 
and keep me accountable. Yeah. I started writing a book. So it took like two, three months, two months at the most. And I was basically in chapter nine. I was almost done. And the, the chapter I stopped on was procrastination. I'm writing <laughs> a chapter on procrastination and I stopped. And then three years later, I picked the book back up. Wow. Come on. And then, so I, so I, at that, but look, Ken, I Dude, had that's like 12, so ironic. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I, so I had 12 chapters already in mind. And I was like, well, I got to do like, I got to make my book thick and blah, blah, blah. And I said, Troy, put the book out. And I did it in January. I said, put it out. I'm putting it out as is. And nice. it happened to be the best thing I did. Yeah. That's awesome. So that epiphany came where I, I believe that everyone has a story to tell. I mean, uh, and I was talking to another customer of mine who said, who wrote a book about being in Vietnam and uh, Vietnam. And I said, what made you write a book? He said, cause if I didn't write this book, no one would know my story about my experience. Yep. At that point I said, I gotta, I gotta do it. Wow. So, so, so you've, um, you've got this book out. You're, you're doing, I got another one on the way. I got three or four of them. I, and now as you started going, yep. now all of a sudden the brain is just going and moving and moving. So I got another one that I've written in 2006. I'm putting out, uh, and I didn't think, I always said it was my first book yeah. in 2006, but I never did nothing with it. It was just for a school project. Well, guess what? That same story, that same book is relevant today. I'm going to put it out. There we go. Wow. Yeah, that'd be out by the, by the beginning of next year. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So, so what's, um, what, what, what else is coming for you? What, what do you got cooking, man? What's on the horizon for you? So, most moto, like I said before, which y'all can follow it, if you mind me, can I, can I plug go, this now? No, go ahead, do it. Do okay, it. so on any social media platform, type in most moto, which is M-O-S-T, M-O-T-O, 365, most moto, 365. And, um, what most moto is, is a, a positive environment of, you know, people that's motivated to be successful. Awesome. But not only in our own life, but they want to inspire people to be, you know, inspire people, edify them, and cares them to be better than they were five minutes ago. So, it's about impacting people. And also, while you're impacting people, your life will be transformed at the same time. Um, we do a lot. We, so I'm doing events. I do daily motivationals on my Facebook page. And, uh, and also, I do some speaking events for that. What's cooking right now is that I do some sales training for some real estate offices. But then mostly, I'm also going to be going down to the, the National Detention Center starting December 1, once a month, going through my book and telling my story and inspiring these young men to be greater. You know, so wow. uh, that's the thing that we're doing next. That's what's on the horizon right now. Wow, that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. I may have spent a little bit of time in a detention center as a teenager. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, but hey, that's your, that's the part. That's the good thing about it. People look at you and think, not Ken. Yes, Ken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Story. So that's yeah. what it's all about. Yes, Ken. So, so, um, so. Uh, you know, as you have, you're 35 years old, so I, I I got 15 years on you, but but that that don't matter. I mean, what like what's the what's the thing? If 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 somebody like, what do you think it is that keeps me, most people? Because we talked in the beginning of this interview, we talked about you being from the projects, me being from a poor area, and and you know that that we both know people in the neighborhoods that we grew up in that are still there and, mm -hmm. and they're there, you know, and I know they're going to be there forever. No matter what, yep. no matter what is said to them, Jesus himself could show up and Don't smack matter. them and they'd be like, 
Yo, man, I'm good. Leave me alone, <laughs> yeah. right? So, <laughs> so, exactly. So, so, what do you feel keeps those people stuck, man? That keeps people stuck in that that limited mindset. Um, I tell you one thing: relationships. That's the main. You know, yeah. bad company corrupts good character. Mm. So you can have all the intentions in life to do well, but if you surround yourself with the right, the, the same people all the time, that's not wanting to go. Then yeah. you're gonna stay right there, mentally and physically. Bad company corrupts good character. Fifteen First Corinthians fifteen thirty three. Love bad that. company corrupts good character, man. So look, I, I I grew up around the same environment, but I just did things differently. People look at me now. So when I was growing up and uh, I went to college and I came back, you know, like a lot of college kids come back different. Yeah. I started coming back hailing how, you know, I was just blazing about getting people saved, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, Troy, you've never been bad. In their <laughs> book, I've never been bad. Right. But to me, I've always, always wanted to be better. Right. And so that's, that's what kept me going. And, and it's all about self-motivation too. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta be a self-starter and believe that, hey, this is not me. But so, and that's why you gotta surround people though. There's a lot of people that, 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 you know, probably think that they're self-starters, but they're, you know, they're not really making it in life. What? We go back. Hey, Kim, remember we talked about commitment. Yeah. You got to commit. I, I totally. And decide. I agree, man. I agree. But there's a huge, you know, there's a huge problem with making a commitment. And, and that mm. problem is if I commit to, I'm going to be. The I, because look, you and I also know that there's there's guys smaller than you that make it in the NFL. All right, so so I I don't think it was you weren't going to make it in the NFL. I think it was you weren't going to commit to the pain that and was all required. That. And, and, to and make but you it know what else? Too? I realized something. There's people that was better than me. Right. 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 But so so also I'm a true. Every everyone doesn't get a trophy. Every kid don't get a trophy. Right. That's me. So like in real life, uh, there's the, the reason why people don't commit and make a decision to do stuff because they don't want to be let down. That's look, it. I didn't get into a lot of relationships and get to know a lot of people because I was afraid that the relationship would go south. Right. Because of an argument, because I did, I would got let down or I couldn't trust them. And, uh, and what it comes down to is that you just make a decision to say, I'm going to go with it. And, yeah. and then whatever experience I learned from it, that's what I would utilize to go to the next point. That's right. all experience. Right, right. Look, I've been let down a lot. Look, I've been plenty of times I was waiting on my dad to come to pick me up when he said he was coming. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, oh, but yeah. you know what's sad? But I can't be mad at him because my mom would be mad at this. But I can't be mad at him because he didn't know no better because he didn't learn it from his dad. Right. Right? So that's, when you start yeah. thinking about the other things, that's why people do what they do. They don't know any better. That's that's all the 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 scorpion riding on the on the frog, right? Like you can't all that. The scorpion's just doing what scorpions do, man. Like you know, you can't get mad at the scorpion. Like right. he's just a scorpion. Like and don't hang out with a don't give a scorpion a ride. So, yeah, don't, so, don't exactly right. That's exactly. That's that's a that's a prime example, man. Yeah. But look, so bad company once again corrupts good character. Dude, I love that, man. Somebody type that in the comments. Bad company corrupts good character. I love that. So, and my buddy uh, Chris Saracino 
is a best-selling author of, um, of a book called The Theory of Five. And he and, mm-hmm. and the book talks about the five people you hang out with, right? And it's, it's incredible. He interviews some really successful people, including Grant Cardone in this book. So, so like, you know, the, the, when you, when you, um, when you run it, like you've been, well, I don't know if you've been here or not. I have, but you know, if, if somebody comes to you and I ask everybody on this show, this question, somebody comes to you and they say, Troy, man, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I, I, I'm, I can't, um, I can't pay my bills. My electric's getting shut off tomorrow. My car got repoed last week. My wife's leaving me. My dog died. Everything's going wrong in my life and I can't figure it out. What, and, and you know, and I know that that, that all starts there and it, mm-hmm. and it's, it's got to line up with that right there. Right. Mm-hmm. We know what the problem is, but how do you get them to understand what it is and help them? What do you say to that person? And, and that's, that's a, that's a made up thing, but maybe it's happened. Maybe you've seen no, it. No, it's, not, you've been it's there. not made up. That's, that's real life. Yeah. Right. That's real life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what I tell people all the time, I was like, so let's, okay. So all that's happening. Let's think about the positive that comes from it. Are you still breathing? It's a simple thing. They're like, yeah, but that's not an, okay, let's go to the next thing. Uh, is that person still around? Are they still person still with you? Yes, but still, my wife's gonna leave me. Okay, understand. What about the good thing that you that you? I always go back to the positive, cause I've always look. We can think negative all we want, man, but it just comes down to a decision to say, do you want to stay there? And yeah. they say yes or no. And if they want to stay there, they will stay there. If they don't, it'll change. Wow. Did that make sense? If, yeah, it makes sense. If, if, so, because the question would be, okay, so do you want to stay there or do you want to leave? Right, right, right. And that's right. so like for example, in the projects, do you want to stay here or do you want to leave? Well, I want to leave, but but no. <laughs> do you want to stay here or do you want to leave? Come on, man. Okay, like so like for example, I'm a big guy, if you haven't noticed. I'm not no longer one twenty, okay? I've been <laughs> I've been a big guy my whole life. But the thing is is that I either I wanna stay there or do I wanna leave? Do I wanna be healthier in regard okay, if I'm a big guy, but can I breathe? Can I can I walk up the steps without falling out? Right. You know, stuff, simple things like that. So you got to take baby steps. So like this morning, I put up a post about how it used to take me an hour to do three and a half miles. Literally on the treadmill, it took me an hour to do three and a half miles. Yeah. I decided, I said, you know what? I can do the same amount of work or better work in less time. So I gave myself a goal. I said, I'm going to try to do 30, uh, three miles in under 30 minutes. It's a big goal, it's a stretch, but it's baby steps. Right. So it went from it went from three miles under forty five minutes, three miles under forty minutes, three miles under thirty five minutes, That's and then it. all of a sudden I get three miles at three minutes, three miles at thirty minutes. That's a huge baby step. You know, the baby steps count. Yeah. So the question is always: Do you want to stay there or do you want to leave? That's and if you want to stay there, hey, more power to you. I don't want to be there. That I, that's right. You know, one of the things I, and, and maybe it's the, um, maybe it's my, my, the, all the, 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 the walls that I've hit in life. Um, but the, you know, do you find yourself ever, um, and it's kind of a rhetorical question, but, but in that scenario, it's hard. Do you find it hard to feel empathy? 
Or maybe it's sympathy. Uh, I don't know. Like, you know, because you know and I know it's a choice. Yes. Yes. But I tell you what, Ken, uh, when we go through stuff, I now have more grace than I ever had in my life before. Amen. So, like, when I was first doing ministry in the beginning, man, I would tell you that you're going to hell in a minute until I experience. (laughs) And then when I experience, I'm like, well, hold on a second. (laughs) Let me look at this a little differently. Because grace... When you start going through experiencing things yourself, you have grace and grace abounds even more. So look, like right now, Ken, my, no matter what you try to do, you try can, you can try to run from what your gifts are, but your gifts will always be in you. Yeah. Dude, there's nothing in me that wanted to talk about any ministry stuff right now. Right. 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 All of a sudden, as I continue to keep talking, what's in you is going to come out. That's yep. why when it says you can't hide anything under lamp, you know, you don't hide under a lamp, you the lamp actually shows light to the darkness, right? Yeah. So, yep. and that's why I tell people all the time: the battle is not what you're doing in front of people. The battle is what you're doing not in front of folks. That's right, what's going to come out. Yeah. That's what's going to come out a whole lot. So, yeah. Uh, man. Yeah. You're well, right. So you're right. Uh, I just went off track there. My bad, man. No, dude, <laughs> you're not. You're bad. That's good stuff, yeah. man. Preach it. I, I, I totally. I agree with you, man. So, so when you say, so you said, is it hard to show empathy or sympathy at times? It, it depends on where the person is if you know them. Yeah. You know, like for example, myself, you know better. Ken, you know better. Yeah. Get up. Yeah. And go do what you need to do. Right. That's right. So, so, but when it comes down to showing grace and empathy, yes, I got plenty of grace. I, I'm more graceful now than I was before. That's for sure. Because yeah. I got no. Because, you know, I'm trying to make sure my, my insides are good. So last thing I'm trying to do, because as soon as you start judging somebody, oh, say, yeah. look, look at that home wrecker or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Next yeah. thing you know, you're doing the same thing. That's right. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Remove the plank from your eye. Oh, man. I got a lot of them in there, man. I mean, it's all type of stuff. <laughs> you know, I got all type of stuff in there. Right, but I, the can last build, thing I can doing, build a new shed out back. Oh, oh so, man, yeah. Right. Sure. So, so, so like... Dude, you're you're awesome. I love your spirit and your Appreciate energy it. and 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 what you're doing, man. You are you're the real deal, man. I I appreciate James hooking us up. Yeah, all about relationships, man. It is. It is. So, and I'm glad I'm glad James uh reached back out to you and said, "Hey, are you going to interview this guy or what?" I know, well, <laughs> dude, I, honestly, man, I get uh, uh it doesn't Dude, you're matter. busy. It's, yeah, it's, you're busy. It's man, crazy. hey. It's crazy. That's so that's why I was talking about. So this how What's funny, Ken said, hey, has, has, I'm not Ken, but James said, has Ken reached out to you yet? I'm like, well, you know, I haven't heard from him yet. Yeah. And then when you hit me up, I said, James must have said something. God dang it. <laughs> he, he, did. he did. But hey, but it's all about relationships. I'm so glad I'm connected to you because since I'm connected to you, Ken, opportunities have come that will come because of this. Yeah. You know, yeah. the same thing, vice versa. I'm, yeah. I'm all about. So I started learning as well about do I want to be a person of interest or a person of value? Oh, I started thinking it. about that. So yeah. I said, don't want to be a person interested. Look, we know about a lot of people that you're interested in knowing, but they have no value to you. That's right. So you don't you don't care about them. Right. But right. when you have someone someone of value, you go places and do things because you're valuable. That's right. So that's yeah. why I want to be a person of value. Love I care less about the interest. The interest is good. Yeah. But if I'm valuable, you can will make sure we we hook up. If I'm valuable, James will make sure. We hook up. If I'm valuable, my mother's going to make sure I'm in the best, best place possible. If yeah. I'm valuable, my wife is going to make sure I'm covered as well. So yeah. same thing. You know, I have, um, I, I, I do, I do work with a lot of, of, of people. 
business owners and and I, some celebrities that I work with that that um, you know we we work on on how to use social media and you know things like that and um, you know it amazes me you know I, I, I and I it's I, to dig it out of this my my money clip would be tough but um, I have Malachi three in my my wallet. Um, that I've carried that scripture in there for, for 30 years. And it was given to me by a pastor 30 years ago. And it's, you know, bring the whole tithe and offering into, into the storehouse. And my children may have food. Test me in this way, says the Lord, and see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven and, you know, mm. et cetera. But, but um, you know, I've carried that not, not to, because I, I, I'm a, uh, my, <laughs> I'm far from the 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 perfect dude, but but yeah. you know I I do give and I help as much as I possibly can at all times, and it amazes me how many people get on social media and and do nothing but try to get attention for themselves and talk about themselves and how great they are and and why you should buy this from me or what the and 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 and. and you know, just by helping other people out, you get more attention. Just mm -hmm. by helping other people out, you get more of that back. Just by helping mm -hmm. other people get, you know, I'm friends with Zig Ziglar's kids. And Julie Ziglar and I talked two nights ago. Um, and, and, and that's one of the things that I see them living. They live their father's legacy. And he said it, he coined the phrase that if you help enough other people get what they want Done. in life, that's it. That's all I was going to say. That's it. Right. And I literally like what, two months ago, I was standing in Ziegler headquarters in Dallas, Texas, hanging out with Tom Ziegler and Julie Ziegler and Cindy Ziegler. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm standing there in total awe because their father meant that much to me in my life. Right. And, and that's, and they're the, like, the, they are literally living what their father taught. Right. Great. And when you live from that place and that's what you're doing, that's what you're talking about. When you live from that place where you're like, I'm going down to the youth, the detention center, and I'm going to speak. I'm going to talk about my book. And, and there may be 20, 30, 50 people in that room listening to you. And you may only get to one of them, but that's one life that you've impacted. Yeah, that's it's true. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, King, go on and get on that. Well, you preaching now. Boy. No, I dude, I love, I love what you're doing, man. I love it. Yeah. I love your spirit. I yeah. love what you're doing, hey. man. So. So keep doing what you're doing. Let me ask you this. How can everybody on here follow you? The, the okay, so look, on all social media, like I said before, Most Moto 365 Then you can go follow me as personally as well. I, I say more being ambassador is uh, Troy M. Smith 35 on any social media. Okay. Uh, but then also you go to my website, TroyMSmith.com. Okay. TroyM as in MichaelSmith.com. Okay, okay. So, so Troy, I want to thank you for, for being on the show. Um, I know that you, um, you, you went out and bought a special webcam for, to didn't be even on. use it. Man. I'm taking yeah. it back. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm all about resources, man. So, yeah. uh, and, and, and about using what you have and, and I'm all about the now. So like, for example, we started this show out. It wasn't because of Ken. Like it was because of me and my technical stuff. That's just what it is. It is and uh, and it this is. is my first time ever doing a Skype interview. Yeah. Or a Skype yeah. thing. So experiences learn everything, but now I'll be ready for the next one. That's so right. I appreciate you having me on, man, and uh and just being patient and 
get some things going and help me share my story with your people. So, dude, you're a good guy, and I appreciate all your your friends and followers and. And your mom, your mom is on here, man. Hey, she's a, she's a trip, man. You got to be careful with her, man. I tell you what. I, I love your mom already, <laughs> man. She seems like a great man, my mom, lady. My mom is my, she's special to me. She's not only my mother, but she's like a sister to me. Yeah. So even though I respect her as my mother, believe me or not, she, she's still a whoopie to this day. But uh, we grew up <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm, I think you together, got a man. whooping coming later when she sees you, man. I think you might. You may have crossed the line. <laughs> she, got to, she got to catch me first. She got to catch me first. But either way, uh, we we uh, I mean, we grew up together. So yeah, that's what helped. She helped me be able to work. You know, be married to be my wife because I learned through her. So that's awesome. It's great. Dude. That's awesome. Well, man, congratulations, I appreciate you, man. On- Thank you. Congratulations to you on all your success. Keep keep being you, man. Keep doing your thing. If I can ever help you in any way, I'm a phone call away. I I, I genuinely appreciate you coming on. Everybody, if, if you're not already following Troy, send him a friend request. Follow him. And and, and <laughs> your mom said, hey, you right, Ken. <laughs> you're getting a whooping, dude. So <laughs> take pictures. But hey, but honestly, take if anybody wants to send those to me, I got to see this. <laughs> if anyone actually wants to want a copy of the book because I'm on this show, uh, Ken, I'm going to send you one, too. I and I'll send you a signed copy of it. If you share this video with friends and family and you and I believe me, I'm going to go back and look. Yeah. Uh, and I'll send you a free copy of the book. So. Dude, that's awesome, man. You, you're awesome. I really appreciate you jumping on here. Congrats, man. Keep being you. you. You rock. Appreciate it, Ken. All right. Thank you. All right. Don't okay. hang up on Skype. You guys, okay. everybody on here who shared this out, thank you. Really genuinely appreciate your support and following the show. Troy is amazing. Thank you guys, all of you, for being on here. And we will see you guys all on Monday. Have a great weekend. And we're out. Thanks, Troy.